0: Young people, children, you are dismissed to children's church. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Well, good morning. good morning. If you have your Bibles, if you'd go to Joshua chapter number one, we're beginning a new series this morning from the book of Joshua. book of Joshua. The book of Joshua is an exciting book. It's full of spiritual instruction, inspiration for our faith, faith building. And uh, we thank God for the examples in the scripture that help us in our walk of faith, that encourage us as we go forward in the things of God. Joshua 1, beginning in verse 1, after the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. My servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid nor discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Can you say amen? What a beautiful group of scriptures. We'll use as a title this morning, Advancing in the Faith. Advancing in the Faith, and this will just be a part one, and we'll take our time in this series just walking through the Word of God. The book of Joshua records the dedication of the nation the defeat Of the enemy and then the division of the land. And Joshua is going to lead God's people. From victory to victory as they follow the Lord. And as they claim their their promised inheritance. Now within these sacred stories you and I will find insights. Instructions. Inspiration for our faith concerning the claiming of our inheritance. In Jesus Christ. In this Christian experience we still have rivers to cross and we still have mountains to climb there are still giants to battle there are still um strongholds that must come down there are still hindrances that have to be overcome each one of us as children of god has a spiritual inheritance in jesus christ we have precious promises to possess and make our own we have a divine purpose that god almighty has granted us from before our mother's womb to fulfill And just like the text tells us, God gives it, but we must possess it and take it by our faith and by our obedience. God desires that you and I enjoy the abundant life, an overcoming life, a productive life as we walk with our Lord and walk with our Savior. So as we divide our nine verses, we'll do it in two weeks, and let's divide it like this. Number one, God equips us for advancement. You have what you need to do what God's calling you to do. Number two, God calls us to advancement. The call and the urging and the beckoning of the Spirit is onward, Christian soldier. Onward into deeper measures of faith and grace and transformation. Number three, God encourages us us in our advancement. As we go forward in God, He doesn't just watch from the sidelines. He enters in. He gives us strength. He gives us direction. He gives us what we need. He encourages our hearts. And lastly, God enables us for advancement. God is the great enabler. So as we look today, number one, take note, God equips us for advancement. God prepares the child of God. God readies us. God furnishes What you and I need to do what God has created us to do. You have what you need to overcome in that situation. You have what you need to possess the promise that God has laid upon your heart. You have what you need to fulfill the role in which you stand. You have what you need to carry on and respond. To the call that God has placed upon one's life. And notice some verses just to encourage our faith. As New Testament believers, we have been equipped for victory. We have been equipped to live this Christian life as more than conquerors. Notice what Peter says here. Second Peter 1 and 3. It's a wonderful verse. His divine power has. Everybody say has. Has given us everything we need. For life and for godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. God's power has given us everything we need we're not lacking to do what god's called us to do we're not lacking to become the ones god's created for us to become we're not lacking to stand firmly and confidently in the present place that life has positioned us for god the living god has given us everything we need for life for victory for overcoming can you say amen Let's look at Acts 1 and 8. Here's another one. Jesus said these words. He said that his disciples, don't worry about all the mysteries of life. Don't get sidetracked trying to figure out times and dates and all that. But recognize this and never forget it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witness right where you're at, wherever you go, to the ends of the earth. Now, those of you, how many have been filled with the Holy Spirit? Wave at me. Have you been filled with the Spirit? You can confidently quote this verse like this, but I have receive power since the Holy Spirit comes upon me and that word power most of us know in the Greek that's dunamis that's where we get our word dynamite it's not just stored power it's not just potential power but it's the working of the mighty power of the living God you have been equipped to be more than a conqueror you have been equipped not to be the tail but to be the head not to be the victim but to be the victor Jesus said My My Spirit will come upon you to give you the power to do what you must do to live the way you're called to live. You're not lacking. Don't let the enemy look at you and lie to you like you're little or you're weak or you're frail. You are none of those things. The Bible says contrary. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. Give me an amen this morning. Talking about God. Why, why, why? Because we're getting into the book of Joshua. And I'm jumping ahead of myself, but it looks like some of you might need a little background information here. Some don't go to Sunday school like they ought to. Amen. Another sermon for another day. But if you know the story, some 40 years earlier, they could have walked into that promised land. 40 years earlier. They spent 40 unnecessary years wandering in a wilderness, loved by God, but not enjoying the full blessing of God. Cared for by God, but not embracing the promises that God desires for their life. Why 40 unnecessary years? Because they refused to believe the promise. Because they didn't understand they had been equipped to advance. They didn't understand what God demands of us in order to advance when they heard that there were giants out there, and they heard that there were mountains to climb, when they heard there was an enemy that would try to hinder their advance, instead of trusting God and stepping out on the promise, they said, we're going to retreat. We're going back to where it's comfortable. We're going back to where it's familiar. But oh, I want you to know, if you're going to go forward in God, you're going to have to face some things with courage. You're going to have to eyeball that devil and let him know you're going forward in God. He can lie to you. He can try to attack you. He can try to discourage you. But you've made up your mind. You're going forward in the Lord. You're not content with the sideline. You're not content being back yonder. You're pressing into God's best. You're going to embrace the prize and obtain your inheritance in God. Somebody say amen. God's looking for a growing people. God's looking for an advancing people. He's not looking for settlers. He's looking for pioneers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joshua is an exciting book. Did I tell you that? Hallelujah. Oh, God. And because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us, we can confidently confess, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can endure any opposition. I can withstand Any hindrance. I can get up if I've been knocked down. I can continue on when something in me wants to give up and die. But I know that I know that God is with me and God is for me. And whatever it is, in the midnight hour or on top of the mountain of victory, I can sing on and praise on. I can trust on and believe on. I can walk on and obtain what God's called me to obtain. Now, we have to recognize Joshua was not in an easy situation. He was facing a very difficult assignment. Them giants are still out there. They haven't gone anywhere in 40 years. They just got bigger and uglier. Those fortified cities are stronger than ever. The Jordan River, it's wide, it's deep, it's scary. So Joshua is not facing an easy assignment. He's replacing a great leader. That's not an easy thing to replace someone like Moses. But God had equipped Joshua. God had prepared him for this. It was not an accident. You are not an accident. When you walk in the will of God, your steps are ordered by God. It's not an accident. It's not a rolling of the dice of life. But as you live for Jesus Christ, He is your shepherd and He is your caretaker. And He orders your steps. And He watches over you every step of the way. So whatever you come to, you can be confident, God brought me here and God has prepared me for such a time as this. God had equipped him and God had prepared him just like God's done in your life. Just like God does in the lives of all of His children. God has given you what you need for your present situation. You might be a single parent and at times it gets frustrating and it gets overwhelming and, and it's hard and sometimes you wonder, can I do it? You can do it! Because God and His amazing grace will help you. God and His divine presence will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll supply your needs. He'll give you the wisdom you need. He'll give you the endurance you need. Maybe you're the only one in your family, the only one at work that loves God, that serves God. And it seems like I don't think I can stand it. You can stand it! You can be a shining light in the midst of that darkness. If God before you, who can be against you? You can't. You've been equipped to stand, not to flee. You've been equipped to be God's instrument in the midst of a dark world, not to crumble or fall under the pressure, but to stand having done all to stand for the glory of God. You might be facing an unexpected challenge. It might be an illness. It might be an abandonment. It might be a layoff. But I want you to know that the God you serve has readied you and prepared you and given you all that you need with His presence and with His promise and with the power of His Holy Spirit that you can do as we have said before. You can meet it. You can greet it. And you can defeat it by the power of God. You have been equipped to do what God has called you to do and to overcome what gets in your way. Somebody say amen. They didn't believe that 40 years ago. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They thought for some reason God would bring them to a challenge that could crush them. How can you be crushed when the living God is standing with you? How can you be overwhelmed when the living God has ordered your steps? Oh, no. Oh, no. As a child of God, you have been equipped by God to fulfill your role. Whatever your role is, is it a role as a parent? You've been equipped to be a good parent by the power and the grace of God. Is it to minister in some capacity? If God puts you there, His grace will enable you to stand there and be successful there. Is it in your job? Is it in your home? Whatever your role is in life, whatever you are responsible to do, whatever you stand and whatever has been entrusted to you, you have been equipped to do it and to do it well by the power and the grace of the living God. You have been equipped to fulfill your role. You have been equipped to face your opposition. Life is not always easy. Life doesn't always seem to be fair. There are enemies out there. There are mountains that would try to hinder our advance. There are things out there that don't want you being the one God's called you to be. There are things in life that will try to trip you up from fulfilling your divine destiny. But I want you to know that you've been equipped to overcome those things for greater is he that's within you than he that was in the world whoever you are as you follow the lord listen following the lord doesn't mean an easy carefree path there are mountains to cross there are rivers that we have to go through there are challenges to this christian experience and you'll never be all god's created you to be if you don't recognize i've been equipped to deal and overcome the challenge And the hindrances in life. So again, you've been equipped. You can do it. Don't back off. Don't give in to fear. Don't look for an easy couch to sit on. But know that God is calling you forward to do great and wonderful things for his name and to obtain and enjoy wonderful blessings for your life. The same resources that Joshua had are the same resources you and I have this morning. We have the presence of God. We have the promises of God. We have the plan of God. We have the strength in the Spirit of God. Now, number one, we have been equipped for advancement, for spiritual progress, for spiritual maturity and fruitfulness. One writer put it like this, and I think it's good for us to take note. Never mistake motion for action. Never mistake motion for action. God has called us to progress, to advancement. Not just activity, not just motion, but advancing in Christlikeness. Advancing in our obedience to His call and His destiny upon our lives. God has equipped us for advancement. God has called us to advancement. God calls His people onward. The call in the will of God. God said, Joshua, haven't I commanded thee? I'm the one that's calling you onward. I'm the one that's inspiring you to face the challenge and reap the great prize. Verses 2 and 3. Look at this if you would. Verses 2 and 3. Moses, my servant, is dead. How many know the people of God, men and they die, but God marches on? Amen? They're dead. It's time for a new generation to stand up and say, I'm ready to take things. Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you, you, and all these people, you get ready to cross the Jordan. God says, I want you going forward. I don't want you walking in circles. I don't want you living subpar. God says, I got greater things for your life, but you're going to have to work with me if you're going to enter into it. Now then, you and all these people, you get ready, get ready, get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give to them. I'm going to give it, but you're going to have to do your part. I will give you, I love verse 3, isn't that wonderful? I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Oh my. In these two verses, God is confirming that Joshua's leadership can now begin. It's time for Joshua to take the lead. And God is confirming that the land, the land, the promised land, was a present, a gift, we can say, which the Lord wanted to give to his people. God promises the land, but the people must take it for themselves. God promises many things in this great salvation. But we have to do our part to believe and to embrace and to respond if we're going to receive those things. That's the principle. The salvation is a gift. It's a wonderful gift, but we had to receive it. We had to respond to the Gospel. We had to respond to the word of invitation. And it doesn't stop there. Many, many, many of the wonderful, rich, precious promises of God, whether it be peace, whether it be prosperity, whether it be power, whether it be healing, go through it all. Many of these privileges, these benefits, must be taken... By the believer personally. If they want to possess and enjoy them. It's by faith. We possess and make personal. The blessings of our great salvation. They don't just fall on us per se. Like leaves falling off a tree. We have our part to play. That's verse 3. Joshua, everywhere you go, everywhere you step, you got to do some stepping. You have to do some walking. You have to walk in some places where the enemy might try to chase you away. You might have to take some places that the enemy is not going to give over easily. Joshua, we have our part to play. There is something we must do. Faith is something that moves out. Faith is not a passive thing. Faith is an action. Faith takes God at its word and responses. Faith Faith lays claim to the promises of God. One of my mentors used to always say, faith affects your feet. And you've got to be a doer of that word. Faith doesn't let you sit still. Faith says, i got to step out. Faith says, i got to make an action. Now again, an extra thought. You that know your Bibles, you know that this group just went through 40 unnecessary years of walking in a wilderness, subpar for God's best. A generation had to die off because they failed to trust, to act, and to respond to the call of God 40 years earlier. 40 years ago, the same God, the same land, the same promise, the same power. It was right there. What was the difference? They said, we won't believe it. We won't respond to the Word. We want to go backwards. It costs them. Your doubt and unbelief will always cost you. You can be loved of God, but it will cost you. Your unwillingness to step out of the boat, to look beyond your fears, to get up from failure and believe and attempt and stretch out one more time, that will cost you God's best. He'll love you. You'll go to heaven when you die. But many of the riches of our salvation will fall along the wayside if we're not willing to participate with the One who's giving us the promise and calling us onto the promised land. God calls us to advancement. God calls us to grow in our Christ-likeness. God calls us to grow in our service for our King. God calls us to mature in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and of our Savior. Now, some people look at the things of God's Word and look at the promises and they do not place the value and the preciousness on them that they ought to. They, they look beyond these things. They don't, um, they don't put a value on them. They should. Here's a true story. Back in June 25th, 1876, our 100th year centennial, our centennial in, as, as a nation, 1876, um, Alexander Graham Bell. Everybody remember Alexander Graham Bell? What did he invent? Oh, you guys, you stayed awake in history class. All right. All right. <laughs> true story. Alexander Graham Bell demonstrated his newest invention, the telephone. It was at the Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia. However, however, anybody got a phone? Everybody got a phone. Some of y'all got more than one. I'm trying to run away from phones. But anyway, um, he was unable to obtain financial backing for its manufacturing because the bankers, the head top bankers of the nation, Approach, that he approached, viewed this gadget as a curiosity with no practical future. They failed to see the great value. They didn't recognize the potential before them. The advancing Christian must greatly esteem and honor the Word of God. Only the advancing Christian will respond and cherish the promises of God. Honor them with trust, with obedience, with expectation, and with action. If I'm going to go forward in the things of God, He will beckon me, He will lead me, He will guide me. By His Word. So I have to love that Word. I have to cherish that Word. I have to recognize the importance of His Word and the importance of His promises. How God rules in His kingdom is by the Word going forth. And as we respond to the Word, we enter into blessing. We enter into expansion. We enter into increase. As I'm faithful of the little I know and I act on it, I see increase. As I hear the voice of God and I step out, I leave the old behind and I enter into new and wonderful and beautiful things. God calls us to advancement. God calls us to achievement. God calls us to growth, to maturity, to productivity. And it starts with the call of the Word of God. God is calling His people to new levels. God is calling us to new levels, to to new possessing to new victories, to new harvests. God is calling us forward in, number one, spiritual growth. Whether we've been saved a day or we've been saved a hundred years, God wants every one of us to never stop growing as followers of the Lord Jesus. Amen? He wants us to grow and become more like Jesus. He wants us to know the Lord better, to mature in the things of the faith, spiritual growth, but also personal achievement. It's not just about the spiritual aspect. This is how God works to take you down the path to your divine destiny. It starts as we seek the face of God and we read the Word of God. But He'll speak to us through that Word. He'll speak to us through open doors. But even then, you know, I remember one of my one of my favorite teachers, Warren Wearsby, he, he said, he goes, I had an uncle back in the 50s that failed third grade twice, but he was afraid to have to write with ink in the fourth grade. didn't want to, couldn't erase, can't erase, ain't. And I said, you know, how many I've known a lot of people, Brother Hill, in my day, that, you know, all, all the guy had to do was take another 10 weeks at night, and he could have probably put another $5 an hour on the plate for his family. But he was afraid to take the course, fearful of God's best. You see, God will lead you. God wants to bless you. God's going to bless that business. You have to step out in faith every now and again. God is going to bless you in your life. You're going to have to set aside some temporal things and hold on to some other things. Amen. You're going to have to lay some things down and step out of the boat as it goes. There is a way that God leads us, not just in being more spiritual, but I'm talking in your practical way of life the rules of the kingdom abide. And God wants to take His people to greater measures of blessing, greater measures of influence, greater measures of authority. But if I'm not faithful in the little, I'll never get the more. And if I'm unable to fight the hindrances and the things that will try to keep me from here, I'll never get down there. Come on, say amen. God's given them a promised land, but I'll tell you, every nation in that promised land is going to fight them and stand against them and try to resist them. And the only thing that's changed in those 40 years is now they've got a group of people that said we're going to learn from the mistakes of those that have died in the wilderness and we're going to believe God and we're going to trust God. When he says walk through the Jordan, the priests are going to go and they're going to walk. When he says march around Jericho, we're going to be foolish enough to obey the Word of God and march. And when he says shout, we're going to shout. When he says go left, we're going left. When he says go right, go right. When he says don't you touch any of the spoils, we're going to worship him with it. When he says take the land, we're going to run and believe God for God's best. God is calling us forward not only to spiritual growth, but also to personal advancement. As a child of God, God has a purpose and a plan, a divine destiny for your life. Whether you're young or whether you're old this morning, you'll never achieve God's ultimate goal for your life, your reason for being, if you don't follow the principles laid out in God's Word. If you don't follow the plan and the process that the living God has placed before us to grow forward and to advance, to achieve, and to obtain. God is calling us forward to spiritual growth and personal achievement and also to kingdom advancement. How you know God cares about His kingdom? How do you know God cares about those that haven't heard the gospel? God cares about the little ones that someone needs to teach. God cares about the old ones that someone needs to visit and someone needs to encourage. John 15 and verse 16. John 15 and verse 16. God is calling us up. God wants us to do more. God wants us to do more in missions. More in reaching our community. More, 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 more. The time is short. We must work while it is time. Nighttime is coming. Come on. Say amen. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. You didn't choose. You thought you chose me. You got it all wrong. He says, I chose you. That's why you couldn't get away from me. That's why everyone, you thought they were bugging you. But I put you on their heart because I chose you and I wasn't going to let you go. You were going to get saved like it or not. Guys, I chose you. You didn't choose me, I chose you, but don't stop there. I didn't just choose you to go to heaven someday and you know play your willow and harp or whatever. I chose you and I ordained you and I appointed you to go. Go through your life and be fruitful and be productive and be a workman. Be an instrument in my hand. I'm going to send you places this guy can't go. I'm going to use you in ways this one could never be used. But as you go about your business, I'm not asking for anything special. Just walk with me. Just talk with me. Just go through your life serving me and I will use you and I'll become a a, a hand that holds you as an instrument. I'll ordain conversations. I'll orchestrate events. But I'll take your life because you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I didn't just choose you to go to heaven someday. I chose you for right now to be my instrument, to be my vessel, and to be fruitful and productive. It's still my will that none will perish. It's still my will that the hurting be healed. It's still my will that those sitting in darkness will hear and see the great light. It's still my will to touch them and reach them and heal them and help them, healing the heart and setting the prisoner free. But I have need of you and I have need of you and I have need of you and I'm calling you to go forward. Not not, not just in growing in grace, not just in your personal achievements, but in kingdom and advancement allowing me to use you to extend my kingdom and the glory of my salvation to the ends of the earth somebody amen god we get complacent oh god we're so complacent park my car for me i don't want to suffer too much for jesus you mean you want me to come out more than once oh god he just died for you on the cross he won't accept that in heaven the preacher that's just trying to get another number he'll accept anything but I'll tell you, the disciple won't accept that nonsense. The Savior won't accept that no matter what they told you. No matter what they told you. Oh no. Oh, Rasha. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh God. Shake it up. Shake them up, Lord. Shake them up, Lord. Some have been complacent too long playing games. Shake them up, Lord. Shake them up, Lord. Shake them up, Lord. Hmm. Let's look at the principle of promise and possession. Very quickly, these are all the sub points under God calls us to advancement. Number one, God is a God of promise. God is a God of promise. You can trust the promises of God and you can certainly trust the God of the promise. God is a God of promise. You can trust the promises of God and you can trust the God of the promise. In our text, promise after promise. Every other verse, of prom- I will give. You will inherit. I will take you. As I said to Moses, the Bible is a book of wonderful promises. And the promises of God, they they reveal the will of God. They communicate to you and I the heart and the desire of God. He reveals himself as a provider, because he wants to provide for you. He reveals himself as a shepherd, because he wants to be a shepherd to you. He reveals himself as a baptizer in the Holy Ghost because he wants to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. He reveals himself as a healer because he wants to heal you and make you whole. He reveals himself revealing his will, what his desire is. And the promises should move us to believe and respond. Believe and respond. God is the starter. God is the initiator of this great walk and journey of faith. Salvation started with God. Can you say amen? It started when He called us. The Gospel came to us. His Holy Spirit tugged at our heart. He opened our eyes. This is why we have to be a people of the book. If God is the God of promise, and it's through the calling and the promise of His Word, He moves us forward, He brings us deeper, He brings us into the wonderful riches of His kingdom, then I have to be a man or a woman of the book. I have to love the book and esteem the book and be ready to respond and believe and step out on the call. But God calls, God invites, and God takes us forward. But He begins with a promise, just like salvation. He said, come unto me, and I'll make you. Believe, and you'll receive this salvation. You start out by responding to the Word, and then you receive the blessing of the Word. But you have to leave some things behind. You have to step over some hindrances that will try to keep you from entering in. Oh, the promise will demand of you and I a response. The promise should move us to action. The promise will cause us to reach farther The promise will cause us to lay some things behind and not to look back again. Number one, God is a God. Sub points. Take note. God is a God of expansion. God is a God. What God makes grows. What God makes produces. Amen. What's up? God is blessed with increase, with expansion. To be Moses, my servant is dead. Get ready to cross into the land. God says, I want to take you forward. God says, i got a place for you to go. i got blessings for you to receive. And listen, I've got some marvelous things you can do. God says, I want to use your life. No, you don't have to go overseas. Or maybe you do, but you probably don't have to. All you got to do is walk your life. And be alert and be ready. And I will use your life. Oh, what a God we serve. God is a God of expansion. A God of vision. A God of action. A God of enlargement. He is the God that wants to cause us to grow. To increase. From faith to faith, to glory to glory. This demands my response and obedience. I have to stretch out my faith. You know, God calls a young kid at 16 or 17. He's got to lay down a lot of dreams. Can you say amen? Those of you who have been called to the ministry, you know what I'm talking about. You, you had I to oh, the FBI man. I want to do this. I want to do that. God said, lay it down. That, that, that that, You've got to break off that. Break off that. Oh, you got to respond to that call. A lot of things try to hinder that call. Oh, you can't do this. You're not qualified. Got to believe that thing. A lot of people trying to try to dissuade you. Oh, no, no, no. Got to listen to God, not them. See, God is a God of expansion, but the way we expand is we hear and respond to that word. And in our response, there will be certain things that will try to hinder that response, discourage that response. We have to overlook those things and overcome. The word of the Lord, the word of promise, the word that wants to bring me to growth. You get saved, you have a terrible temper. Daddy had a temper. Grandpa had a temper. I deserve to have a temper. But then you read in the book, God says, I don't want you to have a temper. You say, whoa. What do you do? You make excuses for 30 years. You're a Christian with a terrible testimony because you're acting like the world, though you're talking like you're a believer. Or you realize the Word of God is calling me to self-control. Into peace, oh my Lord! Are you getting me? And you believe that promise. And as you step out of that promise, the power of that promise works within you, and you're not the man you used to be. Did I got anyone testify today? You're not the man you used to be, no. Nah. But you stepped out on that promise, and the promise challenged you. And people said you'll never change, and even that old nature said you'll never stop cussing. You never, no, no, no. But the promise said I can be the one God's called me to be. I can overcome. These things that are trying to drag me back down. I can! If God said I can. And it started with the promise and it brought you into a place of Christ-likeness that some people never dreamed you would obtain to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My response and obedience. I must stretch out my faith. Stretch out my potential. My potential. My potential. Don't get complacent with your potential. Young people, don't be complacent with your potential. Potential is like belly buttons. Everyone got one. Won't do you any good if you don't work it. If you don't step out on it. If you don't stretch forth with it. A lot of people have potential. They never, never finished community college. Didn't do them any good. They didn't work it. They're afraid to stretch out. Afraid to sacrifice. Come on, say amen. This is Bible stuff here. i stretch out with my gift. What happened to your gift? Well, You don't want to teach Sunday school. And they asked you, so that gift of teaching died when you were about 33. Because the only way it's going to expand is if you work it. You could have been a great teacher by now. You could have been teaching the thousands by now. But you weren't willing just to show up and teach to the five eight-year-olds. And then that thing died. The potential was there. But you didn't stretch it out. You didn't sanctify it to the master's use. Oh, my Lord. Oh, is anybody getting anything? You see, both inwardly and outwardly, God is a God of expansion. He expands me as He speaks to me through that word, as He calls me by His Spirit, as He brings me into circumstances that demand a response of faith and obedience that causes me to expand in my strength. Both in my Christ-likeness, in my character, in the fruit of the Spirit, in my maturity, God wants me to grow in advance, but also in my productivity for the kingdom. He wants me to be a faithful laborer in His vineyard. He has created me to do good works and to use my life and the gifts and opportunities that He's given me. He wants me to use them to be productive. He calls every child of God. Find your place in my kingdom serve me faithfully let me use your life to touch others don't bury your talents in the sand don't get so caught up in temporal things that don't matter that you neglect to find your place of service in the army of god god starts with the word and that word will cause you and i to expand and respond and to obey and to trust to believe that word To act on that Word. To stretch out or step out on that Word. Again, the calling began. Look at Abraham. Look at Moses. Look at Gideon. The Word of the Lord came to them. And God called them to a new place. God called them to do things they had never done. God called them to become men they never had been before. But it started as God spoke to them. When God speaks to your heart, don't run out. Come and talk to God. When God speaks to your heart, don't run to someone that's going to talk you out of it. Get along with god and sanctify and surrender your heart to do his will to be willing to go where he wants you to go and do what he wants you to do the call of god comes as a call to come and get saved and then come to go and be useful call to salvation we thank god we heard that call we heard the good news We heard that the blood was shed that we could be forgiven. We heard that God loved us even though we were unlovely. We heard gospel, good news, that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever would believe, we don't have to perish. We can go to heaven. We can be forgiven. We heard the call of salvation. And once we responded to that call, there was another call. It was called the call to sanctification. Now that you're saved, He said, grow in me. Walk with me. Mature in me. Be like me. Be transformed into my image. And as we feed on the Word of God, and we learn the ways of God, and we begin to develop in the Spirit of God, there is a sanctification. But it didn't end there. The call of salvation went to a call of sanctification but the sanctified call is a call to serving God and being useful for the kingdom of God and for being an instrument in the hand of God and now if you've been called to salvation if you're called to sanctification God is calling you this morning to divine service it might be in the church it might be on the job but God is saying I want your undivided attention I'm going to use you if you let me I'm going to use you to touch lives no one else can in touch. I'm going to use you in situations that there is no hope except for my vessel that is you, and I'm going to speak through you and touch through you, and you will be my divine instrument in very serious situations. If you'll let me, I'll flow through you. If you'll let me, I'll give you wisdom you didn't know you had. If you'll let me, I'll put my own words in your mouth. If you'll let me, you'll understand what the gift of faith is. I will put you in scenario and you will begin to say things and you will begin to declare things that you were surprised that you said them but know that it's me flowing through you that I found a vessel fit for the master's use I found a child willing to let me use them as I desire ladies and gentlemen God wants to use your life whoever you're at whatever stage of the game you're at God wants to use you God is willing to use you but He calls for your surrender He calls for your fresh consecration if you'll make yourself that vessel if you'll make yourself that living sacrifice he'll use your life in this coming year like you'll never believe can you say amen hallelujah glory to God God is a God of expansion and God is a God of expectation from expansion he expands by the word coming and when the word comes to the believer there is an expectation read verse 5 and let that be a a verse you can embrace in the coming week let it be a verse that you can allow to embrace you in the coming week verse five no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life Whew, that's a good one right there boy i, I like you like that i like that one whatever's trying to stand against you god said no one whatever the name is they're trying to steal your joy Try to discourage your faith. Try to keep you from God's best. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. My Lord, God's going to bring you places and the enemy's going to try to keep you. But God says, I want you to remember, you're not there by accident. You didn't get there on your own volition. You are there because you've been ordered there. The divine glory of God brought you to such a place and no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. Man, that's a good one. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. That's a, oh Lord, my goodness. Hallelujah. Anyone believe that? God is the God of expectation. Because we are walking not on the word of man or the fad of men. We're not walking according to popular opinion or majority vote. We walk according to the living word of God. Order my steps by thy word. Because it's the Word of God that moves and inspires our lives. There is an expectation because we know God cannot lie. We know if God said it, He'll do it. If God spoke it, He'll bring it to pass. There's something wonderful and precious when we really begin to cherish the Word of God. That when God speaks, expectation fills our hearts. When God speaks, we begin to rejoice because we know God doesn't lie. God's not exaggerating. God cannot lie. This is not a Word of a man that's here today and fickle the next day. This is the Word of God that I can trust, that I can step out on. If He says, Peter, get out of the boat, Peter can get out of the boat and he can walk over his fears and walk over his challenges. And when you hear the voice of God speaking to your heart, when you read the Word, words of God speaking to your heart, you can obey them, you can get excited about them, and you can have an expectation for God will do what He said He'll do. God is a God. I'm going to wind this down now. This will be a two-three-parter. God is a God of enlargement. God is a God of expansion, expectation. God is a God of excellence. and We'll get to this next week. Here, this in your devotional time, again, read through our text, verses 7 through 9. God is a God of excellence. He calls us to wholehearted obedience. No no, no bartering with God. Now, you lose a lot of amen to this point. Good thing we're coming to the end i got to make it short or uh, I'd lose everything that I gained so far. Amen. But, but we got to remember this now. You look at verses 7 and 8. God's saying do everything in that book. You don't get to pick and choose what you like. You can't be jumping up and down about this and then ignoring that. That's not how it works. Amen? Oh, go ahead. Look at 7 and 9. you got nowhere to go. Amen. Now, you've been there before. Don't worry about it. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. What did he say? All the law? I mean you don't get to pick and choose? If you're from the north, it's not different than the south? If you're in the East, it's not, no, no, no. It's not a different book for America. It's not a different book if you're 30 or if you're 7. Not a different, no, no. He said, all right, I'm just checking. I'm checking. Because we can't expect God's best and give God our, our, our feeble. It do not work that way. We think it does, but it, it do not work. Be strong and very Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or the left. Why? Then you'll be successful. God goes, the success comes in obeying me. The success comes in walking in my way. Amen. Look at the next verse. He's a God of excellence. He's a God that, that demands sincere devotion from His people and faithful obedience from His people. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Again, we're loving that word. We're, we're enjoying the word, cherishing the word. Meditate on it day and night. So why? So you'll be careful to do. Careful to do everything written in it. Then. You'll be prosperous and successful. The Word of God is a covenant book. Covenant book, written covenant. If and then. Throughout the Bible, if and then, if you call, If you call in the name of the Lord, then you shall be saved. If you don't call, there's no salvation. Amen? All right? There's an if and then. God says, if you walk in obedience, then the blessing will flow. If you'll do what I've spoken to your heart to do, then I'll do my part and I'll defend you and I'll stand with you. And so, again, this is part of the Word comes to us. And the Word's going to stretch us, but the Word should also excite us. This is God's Word. But the Word demands an excellence as we walk with God. I don't pick and choose what I like. I obey all the book. He's the God of excellence. And again, that was we don't have time to break that down, but you break down the verses. There's the conviction. Conviction is what we believe and are persuaded of. Our persuasions and belief come from all the Word of God. From obeying all the word of God. And that creates our character. Character is created. You are created as you feed on the word. You speak the word. You obey the word. The word of God is what chisels our character. And then courage. Verse 9. Courage is demanded. Courage, number one, comes from meditating And and responding to that word. Because that word encourages us day and day. I need the word of God. Because tomorrow's challenge catches me off guard. And tomorrow's call might intimidate me because I've never done that before. But the word of God keeps me strong within as I meditate daily on that word. And it gives me courage because I need courage to follow after God. Because God wants to take me places I've never been. God wants me to do things I've never done. God's going to stretch me in ways I've never been stretched. And it demands courage. And courage will come from the word. And courage is demand. Commanded to follow after the word. And lastly, finally, God is a God of no excuses. So where do you get that? Well, look, listen. As I was with Moses, I will be with. I'll never fail you and I'll never forsake you. Remember the last time they went back? Remember that last time they gave up? Remember last time they could have went? What happened? They made excuses. They said they weren't able, that God would walk out of them, that God wouldn't be faithful. Moses might be dead, but I'm not, God said. Joshua, you do it. Joshua, you can do it. Joshua, you got me. And if you'll walk in obedience, if you'll be strong and courageous, I'll take you and I'll use you. The living God is with you. And you can do this. He won't fail you. Amen. I'm going to stop there. Hallelujah. God of no excuses. Amen. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord thy God is where? Who's he with? Where? Wherever you go. Wherever you go. You know, some seasons in life are more challenging than others, aren't they? Let's be honest. Amen. Amen. So some seasons I'm stronger. Some seasons, some seasons, just, right? The older I get, I'm realizing some seasons are different. But God says, wherever you go, wherever you go. Some some calls of God are easier than others. But God says, wherever you go. Some things life hits me with, you can brush off. Other things, quite frankly, they, they just about knock you to your knees and you got to take the mandatory eight count and get back in the fight. But But he's with me. We're going to stop. We're going to have our prayer. We're going to open the altars. We begin this study. We're looking at the life of Joshua. Throughout this wonderful book, God shows us how to receive our inheritance. We're not talking about natural lands and places. We're talking about our spiritual inheritance in Christ. Growing in Christ. Fulfilling God's will for our lives. Growing and doing the work of God. So as we walk through this, let's take note. Read ahead. Study on. Stand with me. Amen. Father, we love you so much. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the example of Joshua. Give us faith, Lord, to go forward in You. Give us faith, Lord, not to compromise or settle. Give us faith, Lord, to respond to Your Word with a courage and a confidence. Give us faith, Lord, to be the men and women You've chosen for us to be. Lord, we recognize there will be things that try to hinder us. There will be mistakes from the past that try to entangle us. There will be things in the present that just try to dissuade us. But Lord, we choose to believe Your Word. We choose to put our confidence in You, the living God. You said, as You were with Moses, You would be with us. Whatever we're facing, whatever pathway... Whatever is coming this week, we know we will not face it alone. For the Lord our God is with us and the Lord our God is for us. And nothing is too hard for Him. We thank You, Lord, for the great comfort, the great encouragement we found in Your commissioning to Joshua. We take these words as personal promises for our own walk of faith. And we receive the blessing that comes from knowing the living God is with us and the living God is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, Father, as we open these altars, Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today and their heart is not right with you, they might be religious, they might be morally good, but they've never really asked Jesus into their life. They've never really put their faith in the Lord Jesus. They made a commitment to Him to serve Him and follow Him. If there's someone within the sound of my voice whose heart is not where it needs to be with the Lord, I pray that they would take this opportunity just to come down to the altar and make a fresh commitment to say the prayer, to express their faith, and to make a fresh commitment to serve the Lord and wholeheartedly walk with the Lord. Father, I pray for those that might be facing a They might be facing an obstacle, they might be facing a challenge in this coming week. That Lord, these words that you spoke to Joshua would continue to speak to them throughout the week wherever their feet goes. You're going to give them victory. You're going to be with them and you're going to take care of them. They can rest in your love, they can rest in your power. They can rest in your sovereign and continual care. They need not to be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with them wherever they go. Father, we pray now. As we worship you and praise you. You breathe your breath of divine life. Let the wind of the Spirit blow upon the people of God. Let there be refreshing. Let there be reviving. Let heaviness go. Let oppressions be scattered. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, let's sing this song one time through. If you need prayer, if you need to talk to the Lord. Don't leave. Come and make it right. Come and receive prayer in Jesus' name.